There it is. It's time for the opening crack, the sideshow to the D&D show we normally do, where we taste and we rank some beer. And how are we doing tonight, guys? It's good to be back in the studio having a beer. So Brett's taking a drink. This is a good one. This is a good one. This is a different one for us. Let's see. Taking a sip, savoring the flavor. Ooh, it's a lot different than what we uh It is what we've been doing it's so a little far. stronger than most of the ones we've done. That's not actually a bad thing. all the ones we've done <laughs> to this point. Ross, fill them in. What what are we drinking tonight? Uh, we are drinking Founders Dirty Bastard. Ooh, the dirty bastard. This is a this is a Scotch style ale, and you can definitely just just as a warning, if you don't like Scotch, this is probably not your beer because the the smoky peat flavors come through in this beer. It's a, it's a little much. It's a little much. It is a lot. I would agree. Not doesn't make it not good, but it's a little much. The first sip, I was kind of like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now that I've had a couple more, it's kind of like. Okay, okay. You settle in. Settle right? in into yeah, it. Yes, yes, I would agree with that. Um, this one comes in as an eight and a half on the ABV, on the ABV scale. So, God, I only have like three sips. I'm already slurring my words <laughs> over here. Tell. Way stronger than what we've been doing. <laughs> Definitely stronger than what we've been doing. And also on the, uh, the bitterness units, this is at 50. So this is also the highest on that level that we've been doing. You know, of the, like, the Scottish whiskey type beers this one is not as like liquor heavy tasting as some of them i would agree like this still tastes like a beer yeah Yeah. it's not overly boozy no yeah Yeah, not at all some like you can get really gimmicky beers when you go that route this is not like that this is a good beer still when you when you smell it right you don't just smell alcohol like you don't smell the scotch which there are some beers just straight cascaded things. Yes. That, yeah. Straight alcohol. Yeah. Barrel aged stuff. Um, what do we know about Founders? It comes out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, you can find them at foundersbrewing.com. Uh, this is one of the ones that helped kind of save their brewery. They were having some troubles and went around and introduced this one, and it kind of saved the business. Help them take off from where they were at at the time. Yeah, that's cool. I know. I think uh, Brett had found a video even about it too, where they talk about kind of the story of this beer and how it came to be. And I think the the name is just kind of fun too. Right? Totally. Like, and, and, and I can see where this would be like a beer that would be like a, <clears throat> the cornerstone of your brewery, right? It's like everybody wants one of these, but you can only have a couple of them. But also, it's like unique story, um, unique flavor. It's like not many people are going to copy this. It's very unique to them. I don't think I've had a beer quite like this one. I think that was part of even what the video had mentioned was their investors thought they were crazy. They're like, you want to do what? <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> you know? Uh, but, I, I mean, I think it turned out. Um, I know we mentioned it's a Scotch-style ale. You know, what other, I guess, how, how else maybe would you describe it? I like the way that you talked about it, Ross, being kind of smoky and peaty. You know, what other flavors do you kind of pick up there what other notes are you getting uh there's a little bit of maltiness to it yeah. not overly uh it's almost almost caramely like sweet yeah. even yeah I, I think whatever they're using for malt definitely comes across is that that caramel rich caramel flavor to it but the thing that's interesting is about it is you don't get it 
very long. Like it's like hits your palate, you get that sweetness to it, and then it immediately you get smoke, and then you get hops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah, it it does kind of walk you through those. It's like bam, mm-hmm. bam, bam, bam. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, in a very smooth way. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I know we talk about it being fifty on the IBU, but I don't wouldn't describe it as bitter. I would describe no. it as malty, definitely, um, but not. Yeah, it's not like drinking a super heavy IPA or something like that. It doesn't have that bitterness to it. I, I always think it's funny that when when there are people out there that say like when a beer is hoppy that it has to be bitter, and I don't find that to always be the case. And this is one of those where it, it's definitely bitter, but it's it's the hop flavor is there and it's very present throughout the whole experience on your palate. But the bitterness is mostly at the end and it lingers for a little bit, but it's not super duper strong. Yeah. To Ross's point, I feel like of the beers that we've drank, this one definitely does not have a like clean finish, like a clean mouthfeel on the end of it. Not that it's bad, just very different than a lot of the other ones that we've had. Right. When we, when we were doing tasting notes, I wrote down that it is heavy and lingering were the words that I used. <laughs> you know what this beer needs? A snack with it. Like some pretzels or something with this one? That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Even something sweet might go well with this. Like pair it up with like that, those sweet notes at the beginning to like mellow it out, like round it out really. would be kind of interesting. It would probably cut through the maltiness a little bit. Yeah. This would be good with a flipping Christmas cookie. It's well, like, that was last month. I know. Okay, let's let's <laughs> mental note to bring this back in December and Pretty try sure it. Sure, you said you threw those away this week. Come on, Ross. I know, my bad. <laughs> you know, speaking of seasonality, though, I don't think I would drink this in the summer. True. This is a this is a cold winter beer. Yeah, uh, it's t- it's too heavy. Uh, to, at least to me, it's like I don't drink like Guinness in the summer ever because I don't want that it just makes me sweat thinking about it and this one i i agree brett i could not drink this in the summer uh, realizing now that uh we talked about the brewery what does this uh packaging look like oh so the label is uh red and gold and it kind of looks like a, a map almost on it um the their venture series logo actually looks like a like a compass, compass. on a map yeah um and then i think the the dirty bastard uh font that they chose is like a very scripty font it almost looks like if you think of like what the the handwriting was for like the declaration of independence for like a calligrapher it looks like that kind of handwriting it does which is really cool and which makes it feel old i feel like that was very purposeful since they call it founders the name of the brewery sure. that makes it sense really yeah fits. yeah i agree with that uh Come looking up, uh, looking up this beer online though. It looks like they had a previous packaging with, like a face on it, and it had like dirty bastard over the face. Ah. <laughs> I kind of like that one more, but the font makes it kind of look like Dirty Dancing. So I wonder if there was some, <laughs> like it's a very kind of similar font. And I've had the time of my life, <laughs> and I owe it all to you. <laughs> Hey, pretty close, pretty close. Uh, As some of our listeners know, we drink this out of mugs that we can't necessarily see, but we can see a little bit of color when we pour. What did this look like? Uh, It's a bright ruby red. Like, shit, did nobody look? (laughs) (laughs) Brief moment of panic there, but yeah, kind of a ruby color. It's still sort of amberish-y, but... No, I'm I'm busy looking up the Dirty Dancing logo. And it doesn't look anything like it. I think it's just like they both go up a little bit. I don't know. Next week, join us for a trip through the 80s. (laughs) Breakfast Club. Pretty in pink. 
gosh. Uh, one other tasting note that I that I had in there was um, we talk a lot about yeast flavor, and I noticed in the aftertaste that it did have a very bready flavor at the end of it, along with that bitterness, kind of like you just ate a piece of bread while you were drinking this. Like it's just it's just there. It's not a lot, but it's definitely there. I yeah, I still taste that. I definitely know what you mean. It just kind of sits there, and it makes you want a pretzel. Yeah, oh, yes. that's fair. Yeah, salt and nacho cheese. That's yeah. how the Germans oh, do it. Man. Although they didn't do it with, ger- with nacho cheese, but Scottish. Did the Germans drink a bunch of scotch? I, I mean, they know. might have. I don't know. <laughs> it's all pretty close over there. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, now for the fun part, let's bring it back into D and D here a little bit. Changing geographies. Yeah, big time. Uh, where can we find this fantastic brew in Faroon? This one is a hot seller. At the Smoldering Dragon Inn in Waterdeep. And this one is called the Dragon's Fire Scotch Ale. Ooh. Yeah, this one is aged aged in casks that have um, been smoked on the inside with dragon breath peppers. Ooh, dragon breath peppers. A fiery kick to the beer. I like that. Nice. Uh, I, I went north just because it's a heavier beer. I feel like this would be akin to those folks up there uh, to Long Saddle, which is kind of northeast of Neverwinter. Uh, you'll find this at the Mystic Mugs Manor, uh, and it's called the Thunderbolt Scotch. Ooh, I like There's a story there. I was thinking like it maybe had something to do with some priests that were up there and like maybe the brewery got struck by lightning when they pissed off a god or something but i couldn't round that story out well enough yeah i couldn't round that story out quite well enough to include it but sure yeah they got smited that's where it came from (laughs) that's fair um i've got mine uh settled in at the serpent's den in daggerford which is just south of Waterdeep, uh and we're gonna call this the basilisk's poison And Mm. I was trying to decide after hearing Brad's story if, like, similarly they used, like, some form of the basculus poison to scorch the insides of the barrel. But then I feel like, well, are you risking poisoning then if you're drinking the beer? I don't know. The story's not fully there yet. It's kind of like that Japanese sushi where they they cut up the the poisonous fish. You just got to be, like, super careful about it. So it's got to be, like, diluted perfectly and used in the right amounts. I think instead is they have... Uh, adventurers have sliced off the fang of a basilisk, and that is the tap that they poured out of. Oh, I like that. Jinx. That fits better. (laughs) I like that more. I just like the idea of a fang being a tap on a a keg. That's pretty cool. And I immediately think of, like, the Harry Potter basilisk, like, like pulls it out of his arm and be like, hey, you know what I could use this for? (laughs) Butterbeer. The food food inspecting scene in Faerun is not... Not that great. No, not at all. Not at all. Amazing what you can do for a couple gold pieces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Uh, kind of closing it up here. First of all, uh, yay or nay? Uh, I would say yay. It's it's not my most favorite beer. I could probably only drink one of these at a time, but it's definitely good enough, and, and the more I drink it, the more I think I would go back to it. So yay for me. You know, I kind of follow a similar path. I, at first, I would have said nay. Like, if I was just doing a flight with those little tiny glasses, I would not want any more of this one. Mm. Going through, like, more of a glass, I'm on a yay side. You kind of settle into it. Mm-hmm. If I had another, I'd pour it right now. So, uh, yeah, it got me there, too. 
And maybe that's the 8.5 coming through. I don't know, but yeah, maybe never know. And then uh, challenge rating. So for those uh, listeners that may be just joining us for one of these, um, we run a challenge rating just like in D&D, all the way from a 1 up to a 20. And uh, as we've kind of described it in the past, you know, it doesn't necessarily relate to how much we uh, love a beer or anything like that. It's more so stylistic almost. Is it closer to a cream ale, some kind of a domestic that's easy for uh, maybe not heavy craft beer drinkers, all the way up to something like a double IPA that's going to be uh, pretty challenging for maybe someone who's not into craft beer. So what uh, what do you guys place in this one? I'm curious. I, I think for me, this is going to be the highest I've ever put one of these. Because uh, if I'm thinking of somebody who is just going to pick this up and try it, it's probably a 16. Just because it's like, it, even we were, I don't want to say we were off put, but we were caught on the wrong foot a little bit right at the beginning just because of that high alcohol high ibu punched you in the mouth a little bit i would go a little bit less i would say 14 just because i think if somebody were if somebody was more of a scotch drinker this was probably more approachable than just your average beer to get into mm-hmm. um i'm gonna split the difference because that's just what i'm gonna do and we're gonna go 15 <laughs> uh i think the reason um, that I'm going 15 to is to Ross's point. I think that if you weren't necessarily a heavy beer drinker and you just tasted this, I don't think you'd go back for more. Eh, no, I think yeah. you'd take no. one sip and be like, accurate. that's not for me. And you'd be done. Yeah. So I will say, I do think on my own personal scale, this would start as like a 14 and end up probably at more like a 10. Because it's like the farther you get into the beer, the easier it is to drink. And I think this is true of any high hop, high alcohol beer. The more you have, the more you're willing to go back to it, right? Um, that like first sip, mm, everything that we've talked about. But as you get through the bottle and, and you have a, a good chunk of this, it, it definitely gets easier to drink as you go. Mellows out. I think I'd go like 12 to an 8 is probably where my personal scale yeah. would be. Yeah, I'm probably along that same lap. I do find it interesting, and this is something that would be very hard for us to do on the show, but how, you know how they talk about how like wines have to be chilled to certain temperatures to get certain flavors out of them? I feel like a lot of times beers are that way too. It's like, we drank this quite cold, and it's like by the time it came more to room temperature and you get to the bottom, the flavors mellowed more out as it came, as the temperature came up in it, which is very interesting. Not something we can regularly tell everybody about just because that's not the nature of what we're doing here, but it is kind of interesting how beers, wines, they all work that way. Well, and I think like our friends over the pond, they typically don't drink cold beer. True. Right. Yep. So, I mean, their flavors that they have in beers are completely different than right. a lot of what we're used to and would drink very differently than what, you know, we drink here in the U.S. So. Yeah. Which is why we're drinking glorified water most of the time. That's ice cold. Well, yes. But <laughs> something about those mountain springs that are just delicious. Just delicious. Yeah. Silver bullets. All right, just to remind everyone where you can find this, once again, this is the Dirty Bastard Beer, brewed by Founders Brewing Company out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, You can find their beer at foundersbrewing.com, and hopefully anywhere that you can find beer in your town. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, that is going to do it for this bonus episode. Stay tuned for more beer reviews in the future. You can check out our regular show, Bards and Barrels, anywhere podcasts can be found. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bards and Barrels. Until next time, may your dice be hot and your beer be cold.